Hey, what's up? I'm John Ricard. This is the Camera Work Podcast. I want to thank you for listening because I'm very aware that when you listen to this podcast, you have a lot of choices that you could choose from when it comes to your entertainment. You have YouTube and you've got like Netflix and all of these different things and different podcasts. So when you take a few minutes to listen to this, I'm honored and I really try to, um, you know, make this worthwhile. Okay. So the topic today is about like recommending gear because people ask me all the time, like, you know, what camera do you think I should get? People always expect you like as a photographer to kind of be up on what the latest cameras are or have an opinion or have a recommendation. And I think I'm actually pretty good at recommending gear to people because I always take a minute to try to understand what it is they need and what I think would be best for them. I think what a lot of people do is something different than that. A lot of times people are very biased to what they like and that's what they're going to recommend. So me, for example, people know my favorite camera is the Leica M9. I use it for a lot of my work and I enjoy using it. But that's not a camera that I recommend to a lot of people because I don't think it's suited for what most people who come to me you know, what they're looking to do, that camera is not well suited for that. So a lot of times I'll recommend cameras that I don't even own, like a Fuji um, X100S or X, whatever the newest one is. That's a fantastic camera. I recommend that to people over the Leica all the time. The uh, Fuji X-Pro2, another great camera, X-T2, I recommend that to people all the time. They're small, they're light, they work well, you know. But it was funny because the other day I got in this like Facebook thread. It was like a group message someone had started. And um, it, it was a girl I know and she wanted to get back into photography. So she was looking for what camera would be good for shooting jujitsu. So she tagged about like six photographers or put us into this, you know, group conversation. And I immediately recommended the Sony a6000. Now that's a camera that I own and I don't really like the camera. I find the camera kind of frustrating in that a lot of times I'm using it, the settings change, you know, I'll think I'm set to like 250 and 5.6 and I look down and that little dial on the back that you roll, it's so easy to change that, that it turns out I'm not. I'm on a completely different shutter speed. I end up changing it all the time. A lot of times I'll go to change like the white balance or the ISO and I'm hitting the wrong button. I mean, I really don't enjoy using the camera. But I recognize the fact that the image quality is really good on the camera. And in terms of price, to get a 24 megapixel camera that focuses well at well under $1,000 for the body and the lens, that is the right camera for a lot of people. So that's the camera that I recommend it to her. And I look at it like if that's the only camera you own and you really take the time to learn how to work the menu of that camera, then for you, it could be a great camera. If you're coming from a camera like a Nikon or even a Leica that has a better menu system, yeah, you're going to get frustrated with the Sony menu system. But if that's your only camera and to you, it just seems natural to put these items, you know, through so many different menus and put them in all these different places, you learn where your settings are a great camera for you. But one of the things I thought was funny was, you know, someone asked her in the group conversation if she was going to do video. And she said, yeah, I would do a little bit of video. So I said, well, Sony's good for that because it has this S-Log feature. If you ever want to kind of move up a little bit in your video, you're still going to need separate audio though, but you can get some decent um, video clips from the camera. And one person jumped in and said, no, she should be on it. I forget what camera he named, but he said, she should be on this camera because it shoots 4K video. Now, 4K video is something that 
if you're where this person is, she's just kind of re-entering photography. She's looking for a camera. She's trying to spend $1,000. Is this really someone who should be thinking about 4K video? Does she have actual clients who are looking at 1K video going, you know, this isn't really enough. We need 4K. Why in the world should she be on 4K? So I jump in and say, you know, 4K is not necessary. A majority of YouTube is, is, you know, YouTube's still all 1K. We're watching stuff on the phones. We're not watching it at 4K. We're watching it lower than 1K. And he says, well, like, you're, you, we want to we be able to create, like, a high-quality file that we're archiving for the future. He says, you know, the things she's shooting, the jujitsu stuff she's shooting, it's important. And, you know, people are going to want this footage five, ten years from now, and it should be in 4K. And I disagree with this logic so strongly. I started like really kind of going into the thread. I'm writing, writing, writing. And then one guy just went like, okay, I'm out. And I'm like, okay, I guess I went too far. I get really passionate about this stuff. Like I'm not going to stand here and argue about like politics and religion and pit bulls even and all these other crazy things on Facebook. But gear, yeah, I can kind of get crazy with it and start like you know, getting into the gear conversation. So it might have gone a little too far. But the central point of what I was thinking was like, you don't need to shoot the footage you need tomorrow, today. Today, you just need to shoot the footage you need today. Like if somebody is running, like, like say right now, someone's doing um, something on Jackie Robinson and they're looking for footage of Jackie Robinson. They're not expecting the footage to be in color. Everybody understands the footage is gonna be in black and white. I mean. They're not looking at you going, why didn't you shoot it in color in 1950 or whatever year Jackie Robinson was running around. Just like when you see something from the 80s or like the early 90s and it's shot on VHS, we completely understand that that is the format that was in use at the time. And we're not mad at the people who gave us the footage on VHS. It's just completely appropriate to the time period that that footage represents. Even though like in the 80s and 90s, those people still could have been shooting film if they chose to, and film would have had a much higher quality than VHS and SVHS and all these other formats that they came up with. But we're not mad at it. So I look at it like if I'm filming footage today, and right now in 2016 for the type of things say that she is doing, and certainly for the type of thing that I'm doing, 1K is fine, a 1080p, whatever you want to call it, it's absolutely perfect for my clients and the ways that I'm using video on Instagram and YouTube and things like that. That's all I need to worry about right now. At the moment that I start sensing that clients are asking for 4K or looking for it, yeah, then I should have a 4K option, maybe rent a camera periodically, or if somebody produces a cheap 4K, then I should get it. But there is no need to try to shoot today the footage that I anticipate or I think that they're going to need tomorrow at 4K. Like I said, people will understand why my footage from 2016 was shot at 1080p. We don't need to do that. And if you're really getting specific with stuff like 4K, are we going to really recommend that someone who's kind of just getting back into photography start dealing with these gigantic files that she's going to get from 4K video? It's so silly. So again, when, when I'm trying to recommend gear to people, I think what I'm trying to do is I'm looking at who they are, what their needs are, what their budget are, and try to write what their budget is rather, and trying to recommend gear that I think is appropriate for that person right now. I'm not looking at my favorite camera and saying, well, because I like this, you should like it. I might even recommend something that I don't even like at all, but I think it's right for you. And I'm certainly not trying to you know, future-proof them in technology. I mean, that's a losing battle. I'm trying to get them what's good for today. They can always buy another camera like 
next year or next time, okay? So that's just some of my thoughts about like gear recommendations. Maybe you'll keep that in mind if people are coming to you with gear recommendations, okay? All right, we'll do another one of these soon and I'll talk to you guys then. If there's something you guys want to talk about, make sure you just reach out to me. You can always find me on Instagram. I actually have three accounts. The main one is John Ricard, J-O-H-N-R-I-C-A-R-D. The second account that I think might be of interest to people is one that's pure street photography. It's just all Leica images, all street photography. That one is Camera Work NYC, C-A-M-E-R-A, W-O-R-K-N-Y-C, okay? Hopefully you follow me and, uh, you know, reach out and talk, and um, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks.